So Zapier is one of my favorite uh, private companies. Not only do I love their product, but I like the philosophies upon which the company has been built. And I think in the future, a lot more companies will look closer to Zapier than they do to uh, companies in the past. And what I mean by that is uh, they raise a small, tiny bit of money uh, in like a seed round. It's like a million dollars. And yet they've, they're really capital efficient. Not only are they profitable, but they're um, now approaching annual reoccurring revenue somewhere close to $100 million is the last number I've seen like thrown around. Um, and they're completely remote. So let me just jump into this interview with Wade Foster, who's their co-founder and CEO. And he was asked the question, like, what, what's one thing that you wish you would have learned earlier as a leader? And I really enjoyed his answer. He says, I think I've found throughout the years that people really just enjoy working with leaders who have a little bit more intellectual honesty. Uh, the one way to read that is leaders that don't pretend they're perfect. Leaders that are real when they don't know the answers, but are also confident when they do. When you do this well, the organization just gets better at solving problems because they're able to be more honest with each other meaning the people within the organization. If you're a leader and, and are willing to say, I don't know the answer, there's going to be times in the future where I continue to not know the answer. I'm not the best in the world at this job. That's just how it is. Um, and then he, he continues, he says, listen, we should get rid of this facade of we're all going to be great and just get to the reality of the situation. We're all flawed people. Our skill sets are all imperfect in some way. It just cuts out a lot of the theater around working. I love that phrase, theater around working. I call it fake work. And get straight to the heart of the problem. How are we going to fix this? Um, for founders in particular, I think we tend to be wired in a certain way when we feel like we can just figure things out. We feel that we don't need a manager to coach us. And so you start to say our organization doesn't need management or we don't need those type of things because I didn't need it. I figured it out on my own. Why does anybody else in the company need this? So you start telling yourself that story. And I think it takes a little while to unwrap that belief. He's saying, obviously, this is not a good thing. It's something, uh, an, uh, an ideal that he used to hold, like management was bad, not realizing that bad management is bad. That doesn't mean all management is bad. Um, so it says, and it takes a while to un just unwrap that belief. Not all managers are bad. It took me a while to make that transition. He recommends this podcast. He says, something to help Wade learn. this is something that helped Wade learn how to become a better manager. He said, there's a really great podcast called Manager Tools. It's just two West Point grads who worked at PNG for a long time. They have this very no-nonsense sort of practical approach to management. I love this idea because obviously I'm extremely passionate about podcasts. I've learned a ton from them. And to see him taking lessons that he learned from a podcast and applying it to his business is very satisfying. Uh, he says, it took me a while to figure out that management is a skill I have to work at, just like any other skill you might have to develop in running a company. He talks about the, the issue with running businesses and companies is, you know, it can be a bit counterintuitive. He says, your initial instincts about management may be very wrong. Someone comes to you and says, I have a problem. And you're like, I'm the manager. I'm the boss. My job is to solve the problem. So you jump in and solve the problem. But when you do that, you're actually mistaking your role. You're hired, you hired this person to solve problems. You're missing out on an opportunity to help them level up and be better. Um, he says, I do not, and then he applies this, this, this lesson to, his own, to, his, to himself. He says, I do not want all decisions to run through me and, problems to be and all problems to be solved uh, through me. Uh, he's, then he's asked the question, how does one's leadership style have to adjust to running a remote company versus an in-person company? And he says, I think the core psychology of management is the same, no matter if you're in an office or if you're remote. The principles still apply. You're still trying to empower people to solve problems. You're still there to provide feedback. You're still there trying to help the organization hit its goals. All those things are the same. There's just no differences. Uh, one difference in hiring a remote company is that a lot of the communication is written. So he actually had to adapt to this. He says, I occasionally will freak out the team because my communication style is short and direct. 
I don't flower up my messages. When I onboard people into the team, I have a whole guide of how my communication style is. Here's how to understand when I say certain things. And then in that same vein, he, he realized he needed to improve on how he gave feedback to employees. So this is how Wade improved on how he gave feedback to employees. I think the realization for me that made it stick was if you care about this person and if you understand what their ambitions are and their, what their dreams are, what their goals are, if you notice something that you think would help them achieve those things and you hold that back, that's actually not a very nice thing to do. So what he's talking about there is a lot of people are prone to be overly nice and, and not want to have unpleasant conversations. But he's like, if you can get, if you can deliver constructive criticism and it actually helps those, that person achieve the goals and, and their mission they're set out to do, that's actually a nice thing to do to them. And finally, he says uh, the, the main goal of Zapier moving forward has has to do with speed. He says, one of the things we're trying to do is we're just trying to be faster in our go-to-market and faster in how we respond to customers. I think a lot of organizations are trying to generally be faster. And I would also add for small companies, that's your one main advantage, advantage is speed. 